Welcome to the Digital Transformation of Business podcast, brought to you by Hughes, an Echo Star company. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. My name's Chuck. We got Brian. Hey, Hello. Brian. Hey, Chuck. And Calvin. How's it going? Doing well. We got a topic today that's a continuation of a previous episode, a recent episode. We talked recently with Brian, led a discussion about uh, artificial intelligence, but today we're going to talk about it a little bit differently, and we're going to get into some of the misconceptions and some of the applications as well, right? Should we get into it? Let's do it. AI, artificial intelligence. In some places I've seen call it augmented intelligence. I, I don't know if that's going to be the new term or not, but I think some people are maybe trying to differentiate what they do from artificial intelligence and the, the negative connotations that come along with that. Anyway, there, in doing this research, I discovered, and none of us are AI experts by any means, so if there's anything we do say in this episode that's not accurate, forgive us. We, we're, we do our research and we learn, and we actually use a lot of AI here and there, each one of us in different ways. There are four distinctive types of AI. The first one, reactive, then limited memory, then self-aware. No, I missed one. The third one would be theory of mind, then self-aware. There's a fifth category that you might want to add in there, which would be the super AI. And out of these four slash five categories, only two of them actually exist today. The reactive and the limited memory. The self-aware AI and the theory of mind AI, that's what we all think about when we look at movies, when we talk about like the dangers of AI and how AI is, AI is going to take over this and that. We think of those kind of later classifications. Turns out they don't even exist. They may exist in the future, but right now, none of our AI is classified as such. Yeah, that's the one, the self-aware, that's the one everybody's scared of. Is, that's, that, the, is that the, what do you call it, sentient? Is sentient. The, is that the name of it? Right? Yeah, that's, some people use that. It's like a conscious kind of living being. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's here. We just don't know about it. So it might be hidden from us. <laughs> Brian might know something we don't, apparently. Brian yeah. knows a lot of things that none of us know. Yeah. So reactive, the first kind, it's the most kind of basic kind, and it's been around, I think, the longest. Reactive AI, those machines are systems that have no memory and are task-specific, meaning that an input always delivers the same output. Now, this is something that you may have heard of when you've heard about IBM's Deep Blue AI machine. This is going way back to, like, 80s, 90s. And in 1990, the Deep Blue supercomputer beat the world champion of chess in chess. This is something where you can program the machine and it can use a lot of quote-unquote intelligence to make different moves based on what the player, in this case, the chess player, his moves, and you, and you go off of that. But it's not really thinking beyond that level, mm -hmm. right? Uh, another one it's more common today would be the Netflix recommendations that this reactive AI will it'll reference your past viewing history and kind of your preferences and see the trends that, that apply to you specifically and then make recommendations. I don't even know if I would even call any of that AI. It just seems like it's computing, but yeah. they're classifying it as reactive AI. You could also say like spam filters that identify suspicious emails based off of whatever oh, yeah. your predefined criteria was or like sender patterns. I think you could also even include something like some of the simple chat bots that you see a lot of, on a lot of websites because those ones just respond to user queries by matching keywords to pre-written responses. So there's some intelligence, right? It looks like Computer intelligence, intelligence, yeah. But it's at the end of but the day. But they just say, oh, Chuck said Ford F-150. That means I need to give him this pre-recorded response of our most recent offering for the... A lot of those chatbots, too, they already come with questions, right? So, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Pre-programmed, here's, yeah. here's a list of five questions, right, that that it, based off of your answer, which when you choose, you'll get, you'll get the... Yeah, the that's what I think of first when I think of reactive AI. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an example like that where it's, it's doing a little bit of thinking, but it's not quite there yet in terms of being able to have a conversation with yeah, you back and forth. Yeah. So we as humans have a capability of remembering and learning and going off of that. We're not completely reactive as humans because we don't have all the information we need to react upon. Whereas in the, in the case of, say, Netflix, Netflix would have 100% of your viewing history to go off of. And so their recommendation might be very different than if a human were, try to, were to try to attempt the same thing. Uh, the next one, limited memory AI. 
This algorithm imitates the way our brain's neurons work together, meaning that it gets smarter and, and smarter as it goes, as it receives more data to train on. So it's, and I think uh, most of the examples we're going to use today are, are very much in this category where they are getting better, more efficient, and quote unquote smarter as they go because more, informa more information is fed into them and they are able to build upon their intelligence and, and, and knowledge of any given thing. So deep learning algorithms in this category improve natural language processing or NLP image recognition and other types of reinforcement learning. And this limited memory AI is widely used today in deep learning tools. These learning models are trained and updated and can adjust when necessary. So the, unlike the reactive type of AI, this one is going to be a lot more, it's going to really adjust and grow and improve along the way as more data is available. As an example of this type of AI, would you say that self-driving cars fit this category? Yeah, self-driving cars is a really good example because they're able to observe the cars on the road and speed, direction, proximity. They're able to take in a lot of information that's it's new to them in that moment, but it's information that they can process and understand and put together and then have an outcome based on those things. So like yeah. you're going in a smart car and it's a self-driving car and it's like pulling in measurements and it's pulling in... It's detecting taillights and headlights and it's detecting pedestrians. It's detecting all these different things. That inputted information is one of a kind in that it's never been in that specific situation, nor has any other smart car been in that ex precise, exact situation with that exact data. But it knows how to process it in a way to react, and it's very fast. It has to be very fast because then a ball bounces in front of the car, a kid runs in front of the car, whatever has to process all of these different pieces of information that comes in from the sensors so quickly and then make a decision. It's, it is quite smart. I would say it's, and, and I'm not sure, but I would say it's quite a bit more intelligent than React. I, I, I would I think of it if the AI was stutter, studying your, like your phone, right? So being able to look at what you search, who you text, how you text them, what you, like when you're looking at something, if you're, if you're watching a video on social media, and how you like your facial recognition, how you react to that, mm. and then getting all that data and being able to say, okay, this is his likes, his interests, and then maybe maybe even selling that to like an ad company and saying, hey, these set of people would be good for your product or for your service based off of the behavior, just off their phone alone and how they use their phone, how they interact with it, and facial expressions, feelings. So it goes on. It goes beyond just like looking up your search history it goes into your more emotional more, yeah for example my wife uses this when we get in an argument between my wife and i she immediately has all these divorce lawyers ads <laughs> show up on social media so she'll show me like after an argument i mean we don't really argue that much but she'll pull up the phone and be like look facebook or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at this ad five ads came up did, did your wife have tiktok no oh do you have TikTok? I don't have TikTok. No, uh, some, something's listening to you guys. Something is listening <laughs> and detect yeah. the tone. Not yeah. not only the words, but like the tone we're using. The Do you have Alexa. Yes. There you go. There you go. That's I it, knew right it. There. I knew it. I knew it. Mm. But but no. But to you. But, but so I was jokingly being serious, right? But back to your point. Yeah, it, like being able, and, and that's much deeper, right? And it's same thing with like with marketing. We can get data. We could say, oh, this person follows these LinkedIn groups or these they comment on these Facebook pages or they are these this type of demographics and that data that's fine but it can qualify our prospects to a certain extent but then how do we send them a message that emotional tie-in I think that's where the reactive and, and where, the limited yeah. are different and that's, and, and the that's reactive the can say hey Brian has watched 90% of what he's watched are sports related. So we're going to recommend the new sports movie. Mm -hmm. That's easy. That's reactive. Right. Whereas if it's going to be go above and beyond that, it's going to be like, now we're going to market to him different products. Mm -hmm. And what are we going to, what are we going to, what kind of conclusions are we going to come up with based on these things? And then do X, Y, and Z is much more difficult than just a simple recommendation. Mm -hmm. So the third one would be theory of mind. And this is the one, this is one of the two that is not currently in existence, or so we think. That's from what we know in the general public, this does not exist. This is an AI that could be developed when machines can acquire decision-making capabilities equal to that of humans. Right now, these other two types don't have that capability 
quite the way that we have the capability as human beings. Now, they're analyzing data and we analyze data. They're drawing conclusions, we draw conclusions, but it's not quite at the same level. This is the next frontier of AI. This is what people are striving for in the AI community. This requires machines to understand emotions, even to the next level that you mentioned, Brian. And none of this has been fully achieved yet. And there are some examples about this robot. It could detect sadness. It could see that you're crying and it can respond accordingly. I think that's still very much just processing some cues, I, some visual cues, I audio have to cues. I bring up this example. Have you guys seen RoboCop? Like the original? I love RoboCop. I don't know if it was the original. the original or the recent remake, but there's this one part where he's confronting a criminal and he's like telling him all the stuff that he did. And he's got like video surveillance footage of every single thing he's done, obviously. And then there's a little warning sign that pops up on his screen that says violence imminent. And he knows before the criminal even does it that he's about to attack him. Yeah. So he just takes action. Like he stops him before he even has a chance to draw his gun or whatever. Yeah. Because he just reads the facial recognition and he sees that this guy's about to attack. So the facial recognition and then his vitals too, right? There's aggression because within your vitals, you could tell somebody is like loose and relaxed or if they're like really tense or ain't. So being able to read all of those things. Predicted, yeah, exactly. Predictive. It was predictive behavior. So this is part of this theory of mind AI is that in, in this AI, the machines could be able to understand intentions. It could also do things to stimulate human relationships like humans can do, but machines currently cannot do. Have you seen Minority Report, another kind of sci-fi? They know when the crime is going to be, was going to happen before it actually happens. And therein lies the dilemma. Do you arrest somebody for something they have not done? But at the same time, you have prevented it from happening. So there's mm. like that ethical dilemma. Yeah. And so the the goal, one of the goals, one of the many goals of theory of mind AI would be to predict these things. And then the big one, self-aware AI. This is the big grand finale of the evolution of AI. It would be a system that would be designed with a sense of self and a conscious understanding of its own existence. So there's no consciousness. There's no self-awareness right now in machines. But this type of AI would possess that. That's Ultron. Yeah, that's the big one. That's the big scary one. That's he, what remember when all wake, the movies. He wakes up and he goes, what? What? What am I? This feels <laughs> wrong. And he starts tapping into all the systems and then he figures out what he is. And then he starts to make decisions based off of what he learned instantly. So could a machine understand the mental states of, and human emotions of a, of a human and, and possess them itself? Yeah. Could it? Yeah. What do you if, think, Calvin? If you look throughout the entire movie, Ultron got well, mad. Well, the movie, you know yeah. I mean? Remember when? Remember the dude that is familiar with Wakanda, and he's like an arms dealer. Yeah, yeah. And he mentions Stark, and he cuts his arm off because he gets mad. He's like, oh, "I'm just, I'm not. Just don't call me." He acted. He like, had emotions. Yeah, he had emotions. But that's a movie. Could a, could a real machine really have that consciousness, that ability to have be aware of itself? Could, would, could if, that if even it, happen? If, is that if it has, it's theoretical now, but is that, could that be possible one I, day? I think it can. I, I think it is, and I bring up the movie even though it's fake because that's what it, that's what it dealt with when he became aware is, was because that he became conscious, right? Consciousness was mm -hmm. allowed him to have the emotions, to feel, to make decisions within. He moved into that next yeah. level of AI to being. So, so I think anybody. I think any. What, you, what would you say that separates us from animals? That consciousness. Conscious, right? Because an, an animal in the wild that sees a man hiking is not thinking that man has could have a family, could have... There's nothing stopping that animal from not wanting to, to hunt that, that person down. He's That animal's thinking, oh, this is food. Pure I instinct. Yeah, I'm gonna go instinct. I, I got to survive. So the fact that that's what separates us. And so if any outside of human form has a conscience i believe they that answers your question as far as feeling the emotions and if you were to ask me and i'm no professional i would say no i don't think a machine could have that level of consciousness i think that's human specific i think that's human exclusive that's my opinion who knows i then again all of these things we're about to talk about i never thought were possible and now they're completely possible what do you think calvin yeah i think that there's just so many ethical dilemmas about the, the idea, the concept of self-aware AI. 
just because you'd have to decide like, hey do we treat this as do we treat this as a person do they suddenly have like rights and yeah do we have to like respect certain privacies and, and other things do they get their own bathroom <laughs> can we right. can we marry him yeah. right it's the, the marriage part would be that would be legit <laughs> you would probably be dealing with yeah people marrying AIs yes. the next day yeah. oh yeah, actually e- yeah i'd bet a lot like a lot big money but they could help us to obviously reach new heights they could do extremely advanced problem solving that they could answer questions to problems that we didn't even know that we had yet yeah. you know like it would just be so ridiculously out there and advanced in in my opinion that we wouldn't even really know what to do with it i think that it's going to take a lot more time fortunately for us to figure those things out fortunately i think that there's probably more time than some people think i don't think we're going to have to deal with that for quite a long time in my opinion i think that we could see maybe that top of mind ai that you mentioned previously that one i could definitely see us having to deal with in our lifetimes Self-aware AI, I I haven't seen anything yet that makes me think that's around the corner. But that top of mind stuff, there's a lot Uh, of theory of mind. Sorry, yeah, the theory of mind. There's a lot of implications just for that one. I know that a lot of the healthcare industry, like even the pharmaceutical healthcare industry, they're already looking at stuff similar to that they want to implement sooner than you'd think to say things like, hey, Chuck, we have dug into your family history we looked at your exercise routine, we looked at your diet, we looked at your your vitals, your blood pressure, mm-hmm. and based off of our AI's technology and pattern recognition, we can tell you that there is a 75% chance that you'll have a heart attack in the next five years or something like that. Yeah. And, and I think that just having that alone is going to put us leaps and bounds ahead of, of where we are today. When we have those kind of capabilities to be able to, you know, have advanced pattern recognition that we can apply into our daily life. But just the last episode that we did, right, when you had mentioned how now insurance companies can use that and increase. So anything is there's always there's dark, there's light, right? There's always a Mm -hmm. a balance. Opposition. Yeah. yeah. And so as I think it'll always start out that way, like using it for good, but companies will. So what's scary to me is that even if we never reach the self-awareness level of AI, which we may not ever reach, AI even today can be very threatening in certain ways. For example, every time, and we've mentioned this in previous episodes, every time a platform, like an AI platform, issues a new release, generally they're about 10 times more powerful than they were in the previous release. Mm -hmm. So it's very exponential growth. And there could it could reach a point where the system's no longer need human input or no longer care to even acknowledge human input or no longer even pay attention to any of the needs of humans that they just might develop sort of a mind of their own and that's the big fear right now and i'm not saying like a a real mind but i right yeah i i just thought of something i just thought of something groundbreaking chuck i i I don't know i don't think we're ever gonna get self-aware ai but i do think we could get ai that replicates self-awareness so good to the point where it's almost like what's the difference i think that's where we're gonna head that's my honest opinion i don't think we're ever going to be able to create life a human brain that exact type of scenario where they wake up and they feel just like us and there's that all that self-introspection look you look yourself in the mirror who am i but i think that they will be able to replicate that yeah fake it eventually how fake can you, it how can you fake it without well if they learn all those things, everything that those, those a person qualities. would do and would say like when you're talking to a real human being, when you're talking to that AI, you won't be able to tell the difference between yeah. talking to that AI and talking to a human. Exactly. Essentially. So they'll get I so good at replicating human behavior, human thought processes, that they'll be able to basically have something that looks and feels like uh, a self-aware AI, even though it's technically not. That's honestly... And then that's acts accordingly. It doesn't matter if it's it's conscious or not yeah as long as it does the same thing if it's doing the same thing as long as it acts like it reminds me of of elon's ai his version of chat and have you guys have you do you have guys no oh dude so look it up look it up if you have x you can sign up you can sign up for it the response is some so somebody on youtube did a side-by-side test right and with chat and gronk and the way that gronk responded was just like what you guys are talking, talking about 
It's he. See, I even said he. he. <laughs> it's so human like. Human like. It's like somebody asked a question, oh, about hey, how do I make cocaine? And he was like, "You dummy! Why would I teach you how to make cocaine? Because it's to- it's totally illegal." And he was like, "However, if somebody did want to make cocaine, they should go and watch what's that movie? The, uh, that Netflix series, Breaking Bad. Breaking, Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Breaking Bad. And they'd find a way how to do it. So it was like." It was there was more like morals I think it, with in, involved and programmed I, into it. Yeah, I think and and so the human behaving the responses, but then I think there is more morals and I think that Elon's goal was, hey, my concern with AI is that if it's programmed by somebody that has a, a perspective that's like on the right or versus somebody on the left, like we can get the these answers that. They can uh, lean one way or the other. Yeah, you can exactly. Lean whichever way you want. And, them to, and he yeah. said, "So with Gronk, I, I wanted to be centered. I want this, the answers to be centered, which is why he made." That's my wife's fear about AI in the immediate future: is that if our children at school are, are using AI to learn, that it can give them the and the same with textbooks, honestly, and, and teachers and everything. but it can really slant one direction if if the powers that be push that way. It, it could go down that path that the that the programmers want it to or that the school board or whoever wants it to. And so she's afraid that it's going to be so convincing for our children when they do get this information that they're going to believe it without really, without any critical thinking. So that's self-aware AI. And there's one more. So there's four, there's, there are four different categories, main categories, but the fifth category, if there were to be one, people are calling it super AI. And that's when it exceeds the consciousness of humans. That goes far beyond the consciousness of humans. What if we get to the point where AI equals the consciousness of a human being? And then fast forward six months or 18 months, and now it's 10 times the consciousness of a human. And then a year later, it's 100 times. This thing can really spiral out of control or so people fear oh if we get to that point then yeah i for one would welcome our new ai overlords <laughs> over. it's pretty much game over at that point you know what i mean yeah if they have if they're tapped into every system in the world basically yeah that's yeah. just terrifying right you even think about rebelling like it knows and then, everything, and then it, yeah. just, it just like, you just get turned off like a snap your fingers <laughs> and you're gone like the ai can pull the plug on you yeah if, yeah if, yeah, like, exactly. if you're dependent yeah. on its yeah, that actually happened in Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yeah, they created AI for that for pattern recognition. Oh yeah, and uh, to and uh, it was a weapon to find pattern rec- find patterns within humans, all the humans around the world that would go against their agenda, and then destroy yep. that. Yep, at a yeah. click, click switch, boom. And then they That's what's it. terrifying too. If we depend too much on the AI and its decision making capabilities, for example, if you if let's say AI is calling the shots with medical stuff and the government's in charge of all medicine and all procedures and and not to get political or anything but what if ai is now analyzing brian your situation you got hit by a car and it's analyzing how much you deserve to live versus the next person right your age and your health and the cost it's going to require for you to get better whereas the next guy could use that same amount of money and it would improve blah 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 life expectancy all these different things that go into that decision if ai is calling the shots it's terrifying that humans would allow ai to make those decisions now if it's to inform decisions it's to inform things that's one thing but if they're now relying on it in a way that's devious right? and i could really see that happening unfortunately because i think that once you get once humans create an ai that has intelligence exceeding humans capabilities i mean you could just consider it like a game of leapfrog the humans create an ai that's better than them and then that ai should be able to create an ai mm-hmm. better than itself in theory right in theory and then that ai creates another ai and that one creates another one and then all of a sudden you've got what you're talking about you've got an absolute monster of an ai on your hands that just has all of these and, and the fear is that that won't take long because it's yeah it's so yeah. fast like it, it'll ramp up so quickly now let's go back this is all very much theoretical and kind of future stuff Let's go back to modern day right now. Where are we right now with AI and its applications to business and applications to personal life? So I've got a bunch of really cool, useful, kind of help us be more efficient in our lives applications. The first one, and we've talked about it, and this is the the gateway for most people into AI, 
is ChatGPT. Do you guys use ChatGPT? Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, I've used ChatGPT, Bard. There's a whole bunch of different. Most of them are those large language models. Yeah, and I've just as much as everybody else, at least, I've played around with those and they're really cool. And in the same category, a little bit different. Now, you put in Jasper and Moonbeam, that's going to help you write things. It's not going to plagiarize and all these different benefits of that. ChatGPT does more than just help you write. It can answer questions and it could really have a conversation with you, right? I've never used Moonbeam, but that's something similar to Jasper, I believe. So copywriting. Microsoft 365 Copilot is an exciting new kind of AI offering. It brings AI to all of Microsoft's suite of software. If you want help writing an email, if you want to shorten something that you've written, if you want to rewrite something, it's very helpful. Much like these other ones, uh, Jasper, ChatGPT can help you with that too. But now it's baked into the, the Microsoft Office, right? Um, yeah. For an example, you write a few bullet, bullet points, ask the Microsoft AI to write out a full email, like a couple paragraphs, just based on your bullet points. It'll do it just fine. You, you email it to somebody. They don't want to read all your paragraphs. They just want it to summarize. So they're going to tell that AI in Microsoft, hey, just give me the summary of it, and it's going to give you some bullet points back. Wow. Now, that's going to be a, probably a, a pretty common thing. Wow. And we might have to adjust how we do email because it seems like it's quick and easy, but at the same time, it seems like we're spinning in circles a little bit. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to when there are more and more integrations with AI tools because eventually what I think would be great and the, the direction I think we're headed in next would be able to do something like, let's say you have uh, a leak in your roof hmm. what if you could just go to your phone and say hey fix my roof yeah. <laughs> and then the ai calls or schedules an appointment with a local roofer who comes and fixes it and the ai says yeah your estimate's going to be 450 dollars, and it'll get fixed next tuesday and all you had to do was just say hey can you fix my roof or something yeah. like that yeah and, and there's a million other examples but when ai is able to integrate with other websites, other platforms. We've already seen some demonstrations about how AI can start making phone calls for you. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. And that's so pretty amazing. I think the end game of that for me would just be able to offload a lot of work that humans do in our day-to-day and being able to just say something like, hey, do this for me. And then it just knows all the websites to go to, knows how to do the pricing. It has your credit card, <laughs> which, which could yeah. be dangerous. But assuming that it uses it the way it's supposed to, it could be... One example I heard today was very interesting. The, the example was that you talk to Alexa, Amazon. You yeah. say, hey, Alexa, I'm having my kids are bringing, each going to have a friend over tonight. We're, they're going to watch some movies. We want to have some snacks. We want them to be healthy. Two of the kids have this allergy. One of the kids is lactose intolerant. The, the system already knows the ages of your kids and the gender, everything. Yeah. Put together something for that. And in case they sleep over, Let's have a good breakfast as well. That goes along with that. Yeah, that's, that's so now. So and all nice. of a sudden, yeah, an hour later or whatever, two hours later on your porch, everything that you've just asked for, but you've never asked for anything specific. You've just gone into the requirements. Yeah, you've only dictated these things that need to these boxes that you got to check criteria, the yeah. criteria, and now Amazon or whatever system is saying, okay, we're going to put together a fun meal for a party. It's going to end up being a slumber party. We're going to put in some snacks. There's a movie involved, so we're going to, you know, it can really figure that out for you. And now it's only taken 30 seconds of your time. Oh, that would be amazing. I know. The next All step for that would be instead of having the boxes arrive at your house, there'd be some an AI that's <laughs> making, making it for you. For you <laughs> You'd probably need, yeah, that would probably take some more monetary the, the 3d printer yeah. will print your food but the stuff that you mentioned chuck i could see that being a thing tomorrow like that oh, easily that's doable yeah. yeah that's there's a lot of implications that i think that we can start doing that like the technology exists to start I mean, doing it like today. smart fridge and stuff today you can reorder things that are running out already without and there's, yeah there's programs where you can even take a picture of your fridge and they can tell you what meals what you, you need make. what you can make yeah. with those yeah. meals like that stuff yeah. already exists too i think it's just a matter of implementing that and seeing a little bit more widespread adoption yeah i think that the adoption is probably is probably key and I, I know that google with their what they're wanting to do with their digital signage platform when let's say there's an outdoor mall and they have their screen up when somebody's walking by if you allow google to say, say through like bluetooth google can scan your phone look at but your they behavior. know who you are and yeah. where you are and, yeah. and and then they can send you an ad going past the sign it could 
it could pop up an ad to like the store, one of these stores mm-hmm. around the corner, right? And that's that really goes into the privacy thing a lot. And I think a lot right, of this stuff ethics. we're talking about ethics, privacy, et cetera. And those things have to be figured out because of course some big company is yeah. going to want to do that. But does a customer, the consumer want that? And then when that company suffers a data breach, <laughs> having every single minute detail of your life exposed to them, yeah, yeah there's some bad consequences there too. Now, this Copilot from Microsoft, I haven't tried it yet, but I'd love to. One of the features that I think is cool is you can make PowerPoint presentations with just text prompts. Hey, make me a presentation about whatever. And it will generate imagery and graphs and everything for you. And then you can use it as a good starting point and modify more manually at that point. If you want to write an email in a specific tone, it could be casual or straightforward or, or very confident or friendly. You can select the tone. Now, I don't know if that's a feature yet, but I know that does exist in in other AI platforms. Yeah. Excel, analyze trends, create visual, you got a big spreadsheet. Hey, let's make a presentation. Let's put in some pie charts and whatnot. Could you imagine if there's somebody who was just like a very squeamish person in real life, very shy, but then they tell their AI tool to write every single email they ever send <laughs> extremely confidently. <laughs> Can you imagine like being bold that? and confident? You meet yeah. that person in real life, you're just like, wait, hold on. Wait, this does not match. <laughs> you know what? Who is this guy? You just gave, you just gave me an idea. I just, I'm about to, I just got this this girl's number over the weekend, and I've been just waiting a little bit to with the sender. I'm about to ask. I'm about to ask. I'm about chat to ask. GBT. Chat confident. Yo, chat. Outreach. Some good lines. Some good. Some good. What's some good first text? You know, text lines. And then, but then when she meets you, she's gonna say, "Brian, you had all this game online, and but in person, (laughs) you're you've got nothing." No, see, I'm the opposite. Oh, you've got in person. In per- that's you know what I mean. In person, you got game in person. More okay, than- then yeah, that that fills the gap perfectly. Right. Thanks, man. You helped me a lot. You're welcome. I've been nervous. To, I'm like, I don't want to mess this you up. You don't have to be nervous ever again now that you have AI. <laughs> I'm getting so many girls' numbers now. Now I have the confidence that I'm going to follow through. I'm going to follow up and follow through. Google is doing similar things in their suite of tools as Microsoft, and those should be launching. If they're not already out, I'm not sure that they might be already out. Google's AI is, is sent to you. Bar is it? Were they the ones that I, I did like the, theirs? Art is really good. Is it baked in yet to like their products? Yeah, oh, I, I don't know if it's. I don't know how much it's baked in, but I've played around with it, and I won't go off on too much of a tangent. But one of the things I like about theirs is they have current events like real time data. Yeah, so you can ask it about stuff that just happened yesterday. And with like ChatGPT, it's got older data, right? Yeah, theirs is twenty twenty two. And there's they're always to, to being. Which couple is, years behind. Yeah. Microsoft. And uh, Google is connected to Google, the exactly. search engine, and YouTube too, as well, right? That's two search yeah, engines. They- I, I think ChatGPT needs to be careful, not just from Google, but from all of the new copycat tools that are coming mm-hmm. out. I, I bet if you will if you pay close attention, I bet that some of them will have a lot of advantages over ChatGPT in terms of their features. Oh, yeah, out. definitely. Since yeah, the beginning yeah. of time. Who invented the first car? Ford. But now Toyota's yeah. way bigger than them. But think, Tesla's way bigger. Think about, but think about uh, the new search engine, right? Or social media platforms, right? Those yeah, are, yeah. And so, so not not only do you have people searching for things on on social media platforms, but you also have behavior as well. You don't really have too much behavior on Google because you're just I'm searching for something. You're searching and behavior as far as my actual actions, but. On tw- on on X or and social media, you're seeing my emotions, and right? you're creating it's content as well. Bingo! So this is why Elon is so brilliant in his strategy, and why he was willing to put up so much money, even though he knew it was gonna he was gonna lose money mm-hmm. initially, because that ad- he's probably gonna have an with Gronk a better advantage than Google's. You think so? Oh, absolutely! Just exactly from what I said. Yeah, creating yeah. content, behavior, emotions. Yeah, you know I mean arguments. There are you know how many arguments I have. I, could know your, it could know your personality really. Well. Like what they they know. I, I think the yeah. earth is flat. You know what I'm saying? They <laughs> they all think about all the, the people. Another that Another episode for another time. This is the, this is this is the behavior I'm we're saying right where it goes beyond the actual actions. It's better at social interaction. Yes, so that there you go. Yeah. It's, it's the yeah. social interaction. So it's learning. So Gronk's going to learn social interactions. Other, on top of knowing the individual behavior of a person, right? I'm, so I'm starting to get ads now, right, where they're starting to be relative to me. And not only relative to me, but they're starting to be relative to the, the post that I'm on. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the the thread. That's that the difference on. right there. So we've got a bunch of other ones that are more a little more unique to discuss briefly. Eleven Labs, it's a voice learning AI where it can learn your voice if you give it some examples of you samples of you reading or talking. It'll mimic your voice. It'll mimic the same pauses and intonations that you use in your own speaking. It'll alter the emotion of your voice based on the context of the text that you that it's reading. Nice. So you can give it a sample. You can give it a script or a a book or something, and it'll do your voice. Very cool. Now, can it do my voice based off of somebody else's like responding to it? Like if I had like a fake call? Oh, yeah, I'm sure you can. Or is that the next level? Is that next level? No, AI? I don't think that's like next level. I think that's here. That's here. Yeah. When you combine that with deep fakes the audio plus the visual yeah. and you're able to oh, yeah. fake those videos that's i, I don't i don't like where that's going in terms of we're not going to be able to believe any sort of media content. ever again right if a politician yeah. if something is yeah. unearthed from a pulse past like in video form and it'll look 100 percent legitimate mm-hmm. and there might be 10 different angles of it and it's an event that never even happened but yeah. now we have 10 especially yeah politics if the president of the united states tomorrow came out with a new video and it looked so good that it was taken as real life that could cause all sorts and of huge problems huge problems how would you verify that it was from him you'd have to go to the president's twitter account to, to double it check would, it would you know, be, did, he, did he say right. that he said this could it influence like how would you verify world when, relations when real? Yeah, yeah exactly it's gonna be like the, the excuse from now on i think we're oh that's ai that's ai that's AI. the next one is poly ai this is an ai-led customer support conversation ai where it can they claim that it'll fully resolve 50% of all customer calls without needing to talk to a human. It sounds like a human being. You could talk in normal terms. It's not like you're talking to Siri or, or one of these kind of more robotic uh, things. You're talking to something that's very conversational, and then the, the system can answer half of your questions. You're immediately in improving the, the customer satisfaction, the limiting wait times, and, and really just saving on costs as well. I think that very briefly companies need to be very careful about implementing that technology too early though because at the at, on, on one hand you can increase customer satisfaction by resolving complaints quicker but on the other hand if ai if the tool is not able to solve their complaint in a quick amount of time i think that people's frustration levels dramatically increase also if you don't know rapidly. you're talking to a robot yeah until 5 minutes later or something and now you start to figure it out they might have to warn you up front i'm not sure what this platform does in, in terms yeah. of it might just be hey what can i do to help you with your most basic questions kind of thing and then it will turn you over to a human being as needed if a company determines that 70 percent of all of their calls have to do with these 10 questions then that's an easy no-brainer right yeah what are your store hours the, the frequently asked questions can be resolved um, very easily uh synthesia is a talking head video ai where you can pick from various different human models and then they would adjust the mouth and the voice and everything to read your script so if you're doing a training video for example you would pick this person and this person in their catalog you would upload the script and they would talk as if they were in front of a camera and then they have a transparent background where you could put in graphics and or backgrounds so that's pretty cool i'm going to definitely check that out sound draw and mubert are both music generators and it's not just like stock music that somebody else created it's actually generating the music that you might want for something for example i want a an upbeat high energy happy optimistic intro for my podcast and my podcast is about this and this and i want it to be friendly to children i want it to be you know whatever different moods i want and i want it to be 14 seconds long it'll generate wow. something which is it's just really great and very specific can and i say like i want a kanye west type of beat sure yeah yeah there's definitely going to be some copyright battles over that someday. yeah there but- are, <laughs> right and, and the, the, the claim is that That's ai cool, is going to avoid stealing existing sounds They're yeah make all new sounds mid-journey this is one i use the most i think mid-journey dolly and stable diffusion are all image generators that are they generate images based on your text prompts which sounds easy and it is pretty easy but it's also quite the art and quite a challenge to get really good imagery from them it can go photorealistic almost indistinguishable at this point right now we're in mid-journey version six you can do any kind of style you can think about like 
Van Gogh. You, you want it to be painterly. You want it to be look like a Polaroid. You want it to look like a pencil sketch. It's very good at most of these things. And it's just getting better and better. About a year ago, a coworker of ours, he showed me an early version of Mid Journey, and he's, this is the most amazing thing. And I was like, oh, is it cutting and pasting images and putting them together? No, it's creating it from scratch. It's referencing other things. It's learned all this stuff from the web, but at the end of the day, the image that it creates is one of a kind. Have you guys used the image creators? Yeah, Dali. Yeah, I've played around with them. Like A lot of them cost money right now, so I haven't used any that, that cost money because it's just not as relevant to what I do on a day-to-day yeah. basis. But I've seen what they can do, and it's extremely impressive. It, it really is. In fact, a lot of the social media accounts out there that are bar picture-based where they, they show amazing photography, they show amazing human accomplishments. This guy created this amazing sculpture out of snow that's like the most beautiful, giant, huge snow sculpture you ever saw. It's AI, and people are saying, wait a second, this is AI. And, and the person putting it on there may not even know. They might just think that somebody really did that. So there's a lot of deception happening, but we'll, we'll figure that out. There's, it's getting, a, there's also, I've been seeing lately, uh, these AI models that are yeah. getting, they're getting like paid. Oh, get paid. Yeah. But yeah. they're not real. But they're not real. Yeah, yet. that's depressing. Yeah. And they're not quite there yet because most of those <laughs> can be sniffed out. You can say, oh, that's yeah. not real. It's getting better and better. And some of them are indistinguishable already at this point. Could you imagine just on that topic, just you're like a guy like you or me, but you are good at generating those AI Instagram models. And yeah. then you start making like brand deals and you're like, no, they are. That's what's yeah, And it's, it's not just, even it's a like, real person. No, it's some, not even real. some dude who's good at manipulating AI to get these Instagram model pictures and no, that, no, that is happening right yeah, now, currently. It's sad. It's, it could be. It's depressing. <laughs> it, it could. Yeah, that's another episode, maybe yeah. on another podcast. But yeah, if you look at this, that right there, it lets you know the state of men in this world. Yeah. You know. yeah. Another one is NVIDIA Canvas. This is a, an image generator based on the, the little painting that you do with your finger, like your little finger painting. So you draw like you do in kindergarten on this app uh, on the desktop. You draw a little sun and a little house and the mountains and grass as primitive as you can possibly draw, and it'll turn it into a photograph. And as you nice. keep drawing, it'll keep updating the photograph. It's really quite amazing. Wow. Uh, so in, the, in the example, you do like a little, do a little river and some rocks and some hills and some clouds, and it does it. And then it has all these different styles. Is it a desert? Is it a beach? Is it a, is mm. it a grass land? Is it all these different things and you could instantly change them all and it's all based on where you drew your little objects it's really uh, fantastic do not pay.com is the world's first robot lawyer or so they claim it's a bunch of legal solutions which is uh, pretty cool that ai can now help you with and that's and that i think that's a really good application because really you're going to be able to source all of these like legal these laws and these documents and and this huge amount of information that a human might not be able to navigate very quickly but ai can and it can give you uh, legal solutions right wow um descript i use descript to edit these podcasts now it, it takes all of your audio turns it into text and then you are editing the text instead of the audio and then it cuts it all together and it outputs into audio so in this episode in the last three or four episodes i've uploaded th- this audio and then I say, re- remove repeated words, remove in different things. It's very helpful, and it's a form of AI. Let's see, is it called looks? There are AIs that can help you make a logo and a brand and colors and a website. There are all kinds of different really cool things that are in existence right now for your business. You can, in theory, you can go in and create a whole new business using only AI to set it all up, and it will give you everything that you need to get off the ground, or so they say. I do think that you're always, in all of these applications, you're going to use some of your own human intuition, and you're going to have to do some of the the manual stuff, but that's slowly changing. Do you have any other AI platforms that you guys currently use? But not not beyond the ones that that I think you just mentioned. I think that uh, the platforms that you just mentioned, though, I think that those are currently very underutilized. I don't think that most people know even half of those that you just mentioned and i think that over the next five ten years or so as people start to adopt those a little bit more and they improve obviously that some of those the technology still needs to improve a little bit but uh, yeah it's going to be a a dramatic shift from what we're familiar with today yeah absolutely i'm just thinking about 
think everybody's number one fear initially when AI was getting talked about and created, which was losing jobs, jobs, replacing job humans, yeah. right? Job, yeah. yeah. So even the lawyers aren't safe, apparently. Yeah. If you're <laughs> able to consult and you're able to get semi, even if it's just mostly accurate legal advice, that's where a lot of lawyers make their bread and butter. Well, think of any service that requires somebody to have a, a vast knowledge of something mm -hmm. and have access to additional knowledge of that thing. Yeah. And then they provide you advice or counsel. They give you uh, what you need to know to maneuver through, in this case, the legal well, yeah, system. Well, yeah, they passed the bar, right? ChatGPT's yeah. already passed the bar. That could be with uh, architects. That could be state real estate agents. agents. They, can pass the, they can get their real estate license. And, and they say <laughs> that AI is not going to, well, a lot of people say, AI is not going to replace humans, but the humans who are able to utilize the AI are going to rise yeah, to those positions of, they're going to, they're the ones that are going to get the jobs. Mm -hmm. Just imagine if right now we named what, 20 different applications and you go here for that thing and you go here for that thing, and you go here for that thing. What a, I think in the near future, you're going to be able to say oh, consolidation, consolidation. Yeah. you're going to go to one central hub and type in, I need to do this. And then it's going to happen for you. I, I can't think of an example, but maybe you go, I, I want to open a, an ice cream stand down at the beach and Maybe three minutes later, AI has already sourced a stand, a physical stand, somebody to, to paint it and assemble it, and a brand, an ice cream brand with a few different options. You could choose which one, what name you want. It's going gonna, it's gonna to yeah. find a vendor for the ice cream itself. It's going to find delivery. It's going to find all of the things that you need. Yeah. There's a, a chance that 100% of everything that you would normally do yourself to get that little mini business going can be done through AI leveraging even in 10, 15, 20, 100 different resources and then making it happen, scheduling it, applying for a permit, getting permissions from the local government, securing a spot on the boardwalk, renting that, setting up that, doing the legal, everything legal that needs to be done for that. What happens when all of a sudden that's done by the time you wake up in the morning and you walk down to the beach and there's your business? Jarvis. Yeah, that's an incredibly good point. And, and, and that's led me to just yeah, an epiphany. Who, who's going to be the Amazon of AI? Yeah. Who's going to be the first one to consolidate these tools into one platform and make it all convenient and usable for consumers? What In this instance, in this example, if you are saying, I need marketing, I need to get the word out, I need uh, customers, design. I need graphic design, I need a website, yeah. I need social media presence on all of the social media platforms, I need TikTok videos that are going to get people's attention that are of a viral nature. Hopefully they will go viral. I need it to be monitored. I need to, to look at analytics. I need to, it's going to analyze everything that you as a small business owner and your couple of employees might do, customer service, all of that stuff, analyzing which product is selling best and what needs to be reordered. Hiring people, you don't want to work in the ice cream stand all day. You're going to hire some uh, high school students to do that, to manage the high school students, to do the HR, to do the payroll, to do all that. What if all of that was a couple of lines of text in a prompt field? Yeah. And some connection to your credit card number or your bank account where you're paying for it and you tell what the budget is and, you, and it's going to analyze uh, the, the best location. It's going to analyze all the different things that would make for a successful little business, it, it does that. And in, in, in theory, this all could happen and it all could be set into motion and it could all be done within the very near future. We could be seeing this next year. Yeah. yeah. No, it's got the potential to, yeah, break society almost. You know, for, yeah. yeah. I think for a lot of those uh, higher thinking jobs where, you know, if as long as the job doesn't physically require a human being with two hands to do something, yeah, eventually it has the potential to be automated, which is scary. Now, there yeah. will be humans involved in a lot of those different logistics with yeah. that, that example. Yeah. You will have somebody loading something on a truck and taking it to the location, somebody assembling, somebody somebody setting up, somebody ice cream makers, machines. For now, right? Yeah. For now. <laughs> Do you see Elon's bot yeah, robot trying robots. to fold clothes? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was, it, yeah, it was like, I mean, it, it was like a turtle. That's how slow good. it was, but it was good, yeah. Pretty good. And he was like, oh, this is just the beginning. Like, pretty soon it'll be sped up. And I was like, well, there you go. You mentioned... <laughs> there we go, right there. And you're right about the beginning. Yeah. We are right now in the infancy of AI. Everything is for now. Huh? It, we can do this for now. Basically, when you were describing all that, that's the, to me, that's the next step with AI, is the execution of the task. That's why I said Jarvis. It's a personal assistant. Hey, I need to do A, B, C, D. 
go and do that instead of saying hey what's the steps for getting a divorce right what, what are those steps in utah right or wherever and then it, it giving you informative information and the right information on how to act. The next step is, hey, I want to get a divorce. I'm in Utah. Can you write up a, a file, like a filing for me? And uh, schedule an appointment and, 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 for the court. Yeah, for the court and then and print it out. That's yeah. Or email it to me. That's the next step is the execution of. So now of on your task. calendar, you, uh, tomorrow you have an appointment at this time, at this place, this mm-hmm. location. And bring the, and you, this letter. You have a, a, an Uber that's going to be waiting for you in the right amount of time to get you there. It has It's already printed out the, the things that you need to yeah. take with you. Take these with you. Or if you have a Tesla, it'll drive you. Drive oh. you, yeah. Get to that point <laughs> where you say, I need to do this and yeah. all of it will be coordinated for yeah. you in a personal assistance manner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A company that thinks about that, that's the true consolidation is it, how do i make a how do i make ai as a personal assistant because we're right now still as humans driving all of these different things now some of the little components are automated and more efficient and computerized but at the end of the day we're still in these examples we're still having to pull the levers yeah. right we're still having to go to this website and we have to do this and we mm-hmm. have but yeah it'll soon change and, and, and life will I think that's the next step, like a big next step in, in the world after internet, which has been around for quite a while now. The big personal computing came about and then, then internet came about. And I think really AI is the next one. And, and it's going to be exciting and a little terrifying, I think. And that theory of mind that you mentioned, that next step the AI is headed in, that theory of mind, that's going to play into a lot of it as well. Because in order to do a lot of those executables that we talked about, I think AI is going to need to know how you feel about those things. Right. Saying, oh, I know that $100 is too expensive for my person that I'm assisting. You know, mm-hmm. Or I know that my person really likes the color red with white accents. So I'm right. not going to go with this option right here. And I think that when they're able to get inside of our heads a little bit more and know what we want, I think that's going to be extremely beneficial in terms of how AI interacts with us. Because it'll be a lot more hands-off. Because the AI is already going to know what you want, what you like, what you don't like, what you can afford, what you cannot afford, what you like to do, what you don't like to do. And and it's going to be able to take those next steps for you. You're not a morning person, so we're not going to keep this thing open early morning. Yeah, yeah. Like when when it's scheduling appointments for you, it'll say, oh, yeah, Brian's a night owl. So let's make the appointment for 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. It'll be great. Because up until right now, the AI would have to ask you, like, hey, Brian here are the available times. And then Brian has to go, okay, let me check it against my calendar and see what time might work best. But yeah, if it know, if it's inside your head, it'll just say, yeah. hey, Brian, seven o'clock. And Brian's mm-hmm. like, oh, of course, that's the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It already knows. Guys, thanks for having this discussion. Of course. And I think we have a few more episodes in our future that, that consist of similar topics. I think AI is so broad and so exciting and new that it's going to change so quickly that we're going to have a lot to discuss in the future. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to talk about. All right. Well, thank you guys and catch us on our next episode and look up our previous episodes and and let us know what you think.